Hello, my name is Sylvia Gorajek and you're watching Valley Talks, talk show on real-life stories of Silicon Valley startups. Today I'm excited to welcome Rani Dulankic, CEO of Whale, a hot Q&A app with influencers and experts. Rani Du, thanks so much for coming today. I'm so yeah. excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You often introduce uh, Whale as Quora for Snapchat generation. That's right. That's yeah. a very interesting comparison. And could yeah. you um, say what Whale does? Yeah, so Whale is a video community app. Uh, uh, we started it for influencers and experts to get in touch with their uh, sort of following and be able to have a direct and open communication with their fans and followers. Mm -hmm. um, how it started, uh, I, can, I can go into the, yes, the, the please, story a little bit. Yes, please do. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit uh, in the beginning we could say more about this. So these are like one minute video answers right. yeah. one that minute people, video answers. Um, that influencers can submit to to the questions that uh, that others are yeah that's asking, right so right? so so anyone can go go on well and uh, find an influencer that you care about we're pretty tech heavy right now so mm -hmm. a VC if you want to get uh, you know marketing advice or design advice there's a ton of really influential really knowledgeable people on well mm -hmm. and then you can ask them a question uh, mm -hmm. in text format and there's a you know character limit on it but you can ask m most questions and they can get back to you with a one minute video. One minute video. Yeah. And then you can ask these questions either for free or for some uh, fee, right? Yes, that's right. So we, uh, the innovation there is like we uh, felt that a lot of influencers uh, get bombarded when it's a completely open platform, right? If you mm -hmm. think about Twitter or open Snapchat DMs or uh, in your case, Facebook, uh, you know, Facebook pages, yes. right? There's so much inbound that you just can't get Handle back this. to uh, people. Uh, so how we thought about that was if we if we let influencers charge, uh, you know they don't need to charge a lot of money, but it will uh, mm -hmm. sort of act as this really good filter, mm -hmm. and people just wouldn't want to troll, right? Trolling has been a really big problem with Q and A uh, sites, uh, not on Quora, but like most other uh, sort of social mm -hmm. Q and A uh, sites that have been around. Trolling mm -hmm. was a huge problem, mm -hmm. so we thought this is a great way to fix that. No one's going to pay money and troll people. Of course. Uh, and, and we haven't really seen that as uh, when we launched. I think part of it is how you see the community. You know, we see it with our friends who are all you know pretty well known Silicon Valley entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, so that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the questions that they get were more intellectual. Yes. And uh, sort of had a little bit more depth. Very uh, relevant. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. So when it comes to the idea, um, well, you have a few. Uh, members in your co-founding team. One of That's them right. is Justin Khan, yes. a well-known founder, yep. investor, and an influencer, of course. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so he actually has had had his experience on Snapchat, and that's, that's right. how you uh, thought about idea. Whale. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so uh, you know, if you roll the story back mm -hmm. uh, several years, uh, I went to college with Justin. That's mm -hmm. how I know him, uh, and. Uh, you know, we kept in touch uh, since graduating, and then uh, after he uh, sort of sold his uh, startup exec, uh, he uh, he and also tw you know Twitch was going really well. Um, he wanted to start something in music, uh, and then uh, that's how we sort of started the company together. Uh, but Justin got really heavily in, uh, into Snapchat at the end of 2015. I remember sitting uh, with him at, uh, we, we just went to brunch uh, to talk about the next year, you mm -hmm. know, what we were going to, all the great things he was going to do. 
And then uh, he was really into Snapchat. He was snapping everything and he was like, oh, so many people ask me these questions and, yeah. and I'm having this great interaction and engagement on Yes, Snapchat. because it's easy to actually <clears throat> record those videos and give yeah. answers, right? Yeah. It's, it's just easy. painful that they are disappearing. That's huh? right, exactly. Uh -huh. So he had a major problem though. So it grew from you know, a couple hundred people in uh, late uh, 2015, mm -hmm. but the middle of 2016, he was getting you know, 15, 20,000 people that watch his snaps every day. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine the inbound yeah. based on that. And then we also had a couple Huge. other friends who were influencers in different areas, you know, not, not in uh, tech. They were more on the beauty space, mm -hmm. fitness space. They were getting thousands of messages every day as soon as they open up the DMs, right? Uh, so, and then they, they were trying their best to get back to your fans. You know, you, you message, you record videos, which Justin was doing every day on his exercise bike. Yeah, uh, I saw those yeah, snaps yeah, too. Exercise, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those were getting the most engagement as well for Justin. Uh, but everything disappeared and he would keep getting a, a asked yeah. the same questions again and yeah. again. Some so people are trying to just save those snaps and upload them on somewhere else, but it's just right. also like extra work and kind it, of painful. It's cumbersome. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's like Mark Suster has been doing this that's this right. way, right? Yeah. Uh, so Mar Mark is less about the Q&A aspect. I think mm -hmm. he's been just, you know, thinking of topics, he gets some feedback from his community, but then he just, you know, records the show. Uh, on, on Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, and it's then, just easily uh, getting edited, that's all. Exactly, exactly, right? exactly. Uh, I don't know if it's still the optimal way to even record a show uh, because we were ta talking about this actually last week because on Snapchat, every uh, you know, small snap, right? Like say you want to record a mm -hmm. two-minute segment, you're doing it in nine seconds, right? Mm -hmm. So you record one thing, hit, post, post to my yes. story, then like record another thing, hit post, post to my story, go back. That's a really cumbersome process, mm -hmm. uh, but we also felt that you know we needed to keep uh, the video content short. Yeah. So you launched Whale in yeah. October last year, late that's October right. 2016. Yeah. Actually, that Halloween. Is. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's true. October 31st. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I want to definitely ask you about the timing, how you chose the timing. Sure. Uh, but also wanted to say that you know it it went huge. It it's it's still one of the most upvoted. Uh, uh, you know, posts hunt. on yeah. Product Hunt yes. in the first, I don't know, 10 or 20 uh, posts. Uh, so it would seem, it could seem that, you know, it's an overnight success, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just build a cool app, you just put it on Product Hunt and everyone's going to love it. And, right. you know, if Justin Khan is on the team, of course, it gets some extra attention, attention yeah. right? But it needs to be well built too. So, I mean, um, it sounds like it's anyway, you know, easy to do. So, uh, but it's... It's not. It's not. <laughs> the the right? answer so is So tell me the, the backstory of, uh, you know, like when you were starting Whale and, and pr probably a few other ventures you were, you were also yeah, growing. Yeah, absolutely. So with like Justin, going back, right? yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I kept in touch with Dustin. I, once I graduated, I, was, I worked as an investment banker at Lehman Brothers of all places in mortgages. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a whole different story for another day. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, so, uh, and then uh, worked at Google after that. And then, uh, you know, we talked and I, I had a music background. So I, I did mostly like finance and like uh, uh, managing Google's money. That's, uh, that's pretty much what I did. Nice so like job. investing <laughs> in, in the, the public markets. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I uh, did a little bit of product management uh, as well. So had a little transition because I knew I was gonna do a startup later. Mm -hmm. So like whatever yeah. <laughs> you know, chances I got to work with Google engineers, I, I was the guy putting my hand up and saying, hey, For can sure. I do it, can I do it? Sure. Uh, you know, although I was, uh, I had a finance background, so learned a ton there. Uh, I had a music background. Justin uh, is a huge music fan. Uh, he is super into uh, electronic music. Mm -hmm. Always has been. 
Uh, and then we sort of bonded over that and we started the company in 2015 uh, initially with a product called The Drop. It was like product hunt for electronic music. That was the idea. So mm -hmm. we were, we're thinking, oh, if people you know, or artists post the best music here and right. then people upload it, uh, we, could, we could drive traffic to them and there'd be this nice loop, which is why you know, people post their startups on Product Hunt because exactly. they know there's a community there. You go and launch yeah. your startup there. You get upvotes, you get downloads on, on your products, mm -hmm. you get feedback. From the community, we thought we could do the same thing for music. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, it didn't work. It wasn't just as easy. Yeah, it's not as easy. We learned a couple of things. Uh, the product, by the way, the first version of it, Justin built himself. Mm -hmm. So because Justin's an engineer, he, mm -hmm. he built himself. It was just the both of us uh, at that point. Uh, what we learned was in music, you don't always want new music every day, unlike startups hmm. where a lot of people are, you know, Makes actively sense. sort of trying to discover new things. Mm -hmm. um, I think, although it's a niche community, it's a big community, I think in music uh, you want a lean back experience where you uh, just hit a button and then you just get the music that you like. You don't always go out and Yeah, like, how long did it take for you to, until you got, this, got to this conclusion? You it know? took a few months. Uh, we tried different things. We, we, we thought we, we liked the product mm -hmm. and there was a community around it. People were chatting, connecting mm -hmm. with each other around, around music, just like what happens on Product Hunt. People co connect around startups mm -hmm. and people were connecting around electronic music. You know, There were stars in the community who would post uh, sort of great music and are known for their taste. Mm -hmm. And we, we did like gamification and all kinds of cool stuff. What I learned was like how to build a consumer product and how to think about iteration and testing cycles and like how to really learn from uh, you know your successes as well as failures right mm -hmm. that's that was that experience mm -hmm. uh, can you name one kind of conclusion you had from that startup that you implemented into while uh, sure I think one of the biggest things was like we uh, thought of the idea first and then just got excited about it and we just threw it out there like most That's, of startups yeah founders. exactly um and and, and I, then I, tested it on the real product which which is already costly that's right yeah, and yeah. and it just um takes time right yeah. so you are already polishing some something that's which maybe not necessarily is going into the good direction. Exactly. So That's is exactly this the approach right. you implemented into Whale? Definitely. I think we, we could get better uh, even at Whale. I think you still learn a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think uh, one thing I've stressed, uh, and then also we didn't talk to customers early enough. Uh, that was a With the drop? Yeah, with the drop. Uh, and you could actually, I've learned a lot since then. Honestly, you could, you could a lot of people say like talk to your customers, but uh, I, I want to stress this point. You have to talk to the right customers. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people, uh, what they do, including myself, right? This is one thing I learned. I talked to the customers that we had, uh, not the customers that we mm -hmm. wanted to get. We didn't really define that. Uh, and that's something that Emmett, my friend um, at Twitch, right, yes. uh, did really well. Emmett and Kevin, uh, when they started Twitch, and I've ta had this conversation with them several mm -hmm. times, they were like, we're not going to talk to the folks on Twitch mm -hmm. who are already streaming. Mm -hmm. We're going to go talk to the successful streamers on other platforms mm -hmm. that we want to have on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to get uh, feedback from them about mm -hmm. our product and build the things that they need to come over. Very so that important we can get, Yeah, that's very important, right? Uh, I've made the mistake, and a lot of entrepreneurs, I bet, uh, because YC preaches this, um, like talk to your customers, talk to your customers. Mm -hmm. uh, I think 
Some people just don't talk to, talk to their customers at all, which I have seen before and done before, which is horrible. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. I think talking to anyone is better <laughs> than talking to no one. Of course. Uh, so definitely do that even before you launch. Um, but after, really try to get look at your data and like figure out who is it working for, who is it not working for, and who do you wish it was working for, right? Exactly. And, and try to really get the feedback from the who do you wish uh, yeah. it was working for. Uh, maybe it's not the right fit for them, maybe it's not the right product, and that, mm -hmm. at that stage you will uh, learn. And the, yeah. and, the, and the other thing I really learned was mm -hmm. to shorten your cycles as much as possible, development cycles. And how you do that is you have to really create a culture where your team's comfortable with not building product and uh, designing sort of mock-ups and like really shitty versions of your product to be mm -hmm. honest with you uh, and putting it out there yeah yeah that's something kind of like against our yeah. na nature <laughs> because you're trained in school and like look I have guys who uh, work with us who are like you know went to Ivy League schools or like you know all throughout the, they're mm -hmm. taught to get be the best and put the best product out there right mm -hmm. when you write an essay put the best essay out there you want to get an A right when you do your test you want to get the A but as an entrepreneur, you're probably trying to get a D or uh, like in terms of design and like mm -hmm. functionality, but you're trying to get an A in feedback, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and that uh, if you try to get your product to an A, um, you have essentially wasted a lot of time because you build up a lot of assumptions. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you, you won't even yeah. be able to get the right feedback. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So I imagine that you onboarded first users, um, many of them came through Product Hunt. Yes, uh, that's right. Did, yeah. you, did you think of any other strategy of, of you know, getting you know, users on the app? I mean, um, right now probably you still need to look for some other sources, right? Exactly, exactly. So uh, some of the strategies we used uh, early on, we actually tested it with um, social influencers so we mm -hmm. went down to LA and had a bunch of conversations with mm -hmm. um, you know these agencies that would uh, work with us but we then put that on hold uh, because we felt that influencers would bring in a very sort of a different market so like if you if hmm. you got um, say a social influencer like Jake Paul his uh, audience was, uh, you know, much younger. And we actually did a test pre-launch. Mm -hmm. So before October 31st, we actually put the app on the App Store and we, we told our friends, hey, don't talk about this at all. Uh, even folks like Ryan who were, mm -hmm. uh, had known about the app earlier, mm -hmm. we were like, don't, don't post this on Product Hunt. Well, yet. you wouldn't like, want someone else to post it on Product Hunt. That's right, yeah. So, uh, so they were, you know, they were happy to help us with that. And then uh, we actually did some s tests with social influencers. Mm -hmm. And we saw that the question quality was different. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, you know, hey, can you follow me on Instagram? Okay. Can you... Uh, you know, where do you, what's your favorite color? So, so, so he actually allowed them to post for free? Yeah. Right? That's yeah. also an, kind of like another segment. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So, another use case. Pretty yeah, much. another use case. So uh, we, we just tested it to see, hey, you know, if we get social influencers, what kind of questions would they get mm -hmm. versus Justin, mm -hmm. right? Uh, mm -hmm. And then uh, that's when we sort of went with the strategy, like let's start and base it on tech because we wanted to sort of, sh the content needed to have a little bit more depth, at mm -hmm. least for us to start off mm -hmm. with and to be, feel good about, mm -hmm. you, know, you know that. 
um, the, the content mm -hmm. on the platform. Yes. So that's why we went with tech, right? So Product Hunt was one, but then we got a bunch of press around it, but we also had a big network. Uh, so that was how we sort of got our initial seed user base. Mm -hmm. uh, I realized that's not a viable option for, uh, for a lot Longer of, time. Yeah, yeah, uh, longer time. Uh, but we actually consciously didn't also work on uh, that many. I, I, a lot of people talk about growth hacking, mm -hmm. like what, what are you doing for growth? Uh, one thing that Justin and I sort of both stressed was that we shouldn't work on growth too early because it masks uh, retention issues. Mm -hmm. uh, what we really tried to do was to understand the triggers, how, you know, what brings people back every day. You know, is it, and we learned things like the coins bring, bring people back. So once you come back for coins to claim, claim your free coins, some people just like hoarding coins. Is this why right? you switched from cash? Dollars? Uh, that was one, yes. Uh, it was also still, uh, there's a little bit of uh, friction, right? Because uh -huh. people, people have their credit cards already stored in um, iTunes. Uh -huh. When you buy coins, you don't have, you just, you know, use your thumb or you just use your iTunes password. It's very easy. Okay. Uh, versus like when you, when you have to pay with a credit card, a lot of people get to that step and then you have to pull out your credit card mm -hmm. and put it in to Stripe. Not everyone just had it already kind that's of right. like in their mobile uh, phones. Yeah, exactly. So it was a uh -huh. big point of friction. Uh, that we just sort of decided to take out. And it's a lot simpler, right? Now you do everything with coins, so simpler. But you yeah. took it out after you launched, right? So yeah, this exactly. also we took a few months for you to kind of learn about Learn this. about uh, this. And, and, and obviously there was a lot of things that we... Uh, so one thing uh, that's mm -hmm. uh, cool, but also like very frustrating as someone who wants to build a lot of things and gets excited about features is that uh, most of the time your job is to say no to features and like prioritize uh, and prioritize the core and prioritize. Features. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. um, something uh, that we want to do more of, uh, I think, is to build less and learn more uh, that I'm trying to stress, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think building, people sort of uh, get into this mode where like you're shipping product and you think that's, uh, the thing that you should do, right? Like if you're an engineer, mm -hmm. you want to always build a new feature. And, and improve, improve. Yeah, yeah. yeah improve yeah. stuff, right? Uh, but I think it's better to actually not do that and test your assumptions as cheaply as possible. Mm -hmm. This is going back to what I was uh, mm -hmm. talking about before with mock-ups and designs and, and as little sort of building as possible and um, yeah. really just sort of throwing things out. So uh, like patience and yeah. patience. Yeah, exactly. And then build when you know that that's that's yeah. a feature that's going to work and it's going to add value to the community. Yeah. So on while influencers can either charge for the questions or yeah. can they can also make them free. Sure. Did you have any expectations as to what would be the ratio between free and paid, you know, uh, content and then yeah. I can imagine your your cash flow really depends on that, right? Yeah, it does, but we never really thought about it as uh, look, this is going to be uh, like the the big revenue driver for mm -hmm. us. Uh, how we thought about it was like, if you charge, how much can you potentially charge, which we didn't know before you launch, because it's like a novel idea, right? Like nobody thinks. Yeah. Like the number one piece of feedback that I got and uh, before we launched was, mm -hmm. uh, no one's gonna pay to ask me questions. And we have actually proved that wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Uh, people do pay, right? Yeah. Uh, and people pay a lot. I've seen, uh, you know, people charge like $20, $25. Yeah, uh, influencers can charge however much they want. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they will get paid mm-hmm. and in surprising ways, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, fans want to just have that interaction, and uh, it's sometimes depending on the type of influencer, it's not so much about the information. So like when it's a tech influencer, it, it is they they actually have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go to music, so Kanye West producer uh, just found it on Twitter. We you know we didn't have a personal relationship or mm-hmm. anything. Um, and just jumped on and took some questions from his fans and pushed it on Twitter. And he made a you know, yeah yeah he made some money and he, he just enjoyed it. And um, but the questions that he got were very different mm-hmm. from uh, from a Justin. For uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's more just a filter, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, how and the, what's your commission on the, on that? So we take twenty percent of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like. Right now, we're just not thinking about uh, as revenue. Like we're mm-hmm. not trying to maximize revenue mm-hmm. at all. We just think about this is a great filter. It helps you get rid of the trolls, mm-hmm. and then you only get asked good questions. Uh, I think it's also helpful. Uh, you know, something I've heard about uh, from women members. Women members are is that you know they they can get all sorts of weird questions, right? Mm-hmm. When you when you jump on an mm-hmm. open platform, mm-hmm. that hasn't happened on Will, which mm-hmm. I'm happy about. Yeah. I can imagine it's awesome when you know when you are when influencers are starting to be on whale. You know yep. they are promoting it in tech, in startup space, Silicon Valley. Right. Have you had any problems uh, with with the influencers who would be on whale but not really being active? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this something that surprised you? Is this something that you would expect? And how are you dealing with this? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. We've had influencers who uh, who jumped on uh, early just because it's a cool product, mm-hmm. and then since then churned. Uh, also, you know, looking at tech, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, people who are comfortable on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different for, than entertainment, for that's sure. Right, exactly, <laughs> right? For entertainment folks uh, that we talk to, this is the most natural thing. They're like, yes. why, why, why would I even type? Mm-hmm. This is way easier for mm-hmm. me, right? But it, I've found that depending on the age range um, for tech folks, uh, video is hard. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't. They, it's the first time they're not supernatural. It's not natural at all, mm-hmm. right? It's the first time that they've been on video for a lot of these people, which I'm actually excited about. They've never made a video mm-hmm. on Instagram or YouTube or anywhere else mm-hmm. other than an interview video. Mm-hmm. That's you know them at a conference a, a, on a panel being interviewed, right? They've never done a selfie video directly with somebody asking mm-hmm. them a question. Uh, so I'm proud about that. We're activating a lot of people who never actually made uh, video. That's mm-hmm. because of the prompts. Uh, it's because the question is a prompt. You have an, at least an audience of one versus every other app is just a blank box that says, say something, right? Twitter is just like a box. What's happening? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I, I think that's... Um, but but it's still challenging, right? Like they do a few videos, but it's still nat- not natural. So some people tend to drop mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who stay, it saved them time. It's uh, so prime example is Josh Elman, prominent VC mm-hmm. at Greylock. Uh, hadn't done video before. Uh, is the sort of the well-known social guy in the mm-hmm. valley. He's done almost two hundred videos on Whale. Uh, answering Fantastic. questions. Yeah, right? So yeah, for someone saw, like that. Yeah, I saw his profile and yeah. he's giving really awesome advice. Yeah, advice, right? Yes. So someone going on there, it's like, you know, literally taking startup school from one of the smartest guys in the Silicon Valley on your phone, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I think if we have a few of those people, that value, uh, that value add is so much more than, uh, than just having a lot of people do a little bit, right? 
-hmm. uh, so that's something I'm realizing as well. So uh, we, we want to continue to work with these people. Like Justin mm -hmm. has, I think now, 400 videos. And, and a lot, uh, sometimes we, we used to debate like, oh, the questions are going to dry up at some point. Every question that you could put possibly ask Justin is going to be answered. That's not what we've seen. Mm -hmm. He keeps getting questions, and I think oh, <laughs> now uh, he's gotten, I think, close to a thousand questions. Yeah, it's um, never ending. It just doesn't end because people are always curious. Mm -hmm. uh, they are always uh, want, want to know more about other people, and would, I think also fundamentally people would rather learn from people uh, than, than just like a website on the internet, right? Yeah. You mentioned a little bit about your company culture yeah. and I wanted to ask more a little bit um, sure. yeah. about that. Yeah. You shared uh, several videos, yeah. you know, of like building whale or like working yeah. on a whale. Yeah. And are you still working from Justin's home? Yes, we are. We're still <laughs> a small team. Uh -huh. uh, so we still work out of Justin's house. Um, you know, I, we try to keep a like a um, you know, a fun culture mm -hmm. uh, um, and then, you know, we wanted to sort of give people uh, behind the scenes. Although I think editing vlogs, as you know, <laughs> is a I lot of work. I perfectly know. Yeah, exactly. Even, so. even very, you know, casual videos, it just right. takes a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so it would uh, be awesome to have a, you know, a team, at least one or two people team that would follow you, but then that's hard to accomplish. It's hard. So, so, uh, so we will I mean, it's great you posted uh, those, those few videos and yeah. when every once in a while, it's, it's always helpful. Right. I know that there must be many very interesting conversations that you guys have. It's yeah. just, you wouldn't, you know, wouldn't stop this at this point of like, okay, let's record this. That's going to be, you know, uh, Good for fake. the vlog, yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Uh, I know, exactly. I know, it's so hard. We, we try to keep the cameras running, but also, you know, uh, people have different levels of comfort with mm -hmm. being on camera as well. So exactly. we want to be uh, sort of cognizant of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, um, yeah, I, th I thought the experiment was fun. Uh, it did take a lot of effort. Uh, so I don't know whether we have a lot it's of It's hard when you're time. when you're scaling your startup exactly. at the same time. And you know, that's our primary spend. focus, and we want to. Uh, and we're doing videos on whale anyway. So yes, if, if you have questions or we can, we can yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. where we can see a little bit of behind the behind scenes. Behind the scenes, exactly. Um, and w in one of those videos, you mentioned about your bottleneck at mm -hmm. least at that point, which is engineers. Mm -hmm. And you were announcing that you were hiring engineers. It's yeah. a few months after you announced that. What's your view right now on this? So I think going back to the thing about like culture of testing, mm -hmm. um, that's something I've thought I've changed my mind on uh, like over the last few, few months, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's easy to get into this sort of mode where we were just like building and shipping, building and shipping, building and shipping. Um, at this point, I'm feeling like we need to slow down a little mm -hmm. bit to speed up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so what I'm really focused now on is design, uh, build prototypes, test prototypes. Don't even think about like pushing things out into the app, right? Mm -hmm. Those three things don't need engineers. Mm -hmm. Those th three things need more sort of mm -hmm. design and like and th th thought. thought and talking to customers, mm -hmm. right? So engineering is no longer a bottleneck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hiring is hard. Hiring is and very hard. With many guests on my show, you know, yeah. we've been talking about this and yeah. I know this from my own experience and yeah, um, my friend's experience. Right. So, so I wasn't surprised. Yeah that you guys are... Um, I, I think know. I've been lucky to have Justin as a co-founder mm -hmm. uh, because hiring 
at a startup at our scale would have been much, much more difficult uh, had I not had him on the team, right? Because when someone has credibility and they've built a billion dollar business, uh, yes, that's a different before. story. Yeah, it's a different story. And then you get to be a part of that team and learn from that mm -hmm. person as well as, you know, myself. Mm -hmm. Like I've been here for mm -hmm. for a while and, and uh, you know, people work with me day to day. Right. So, yes. they're making that judgment based on, uh, hey, do I do, do I want to work with this team? And yeah, is this a valid team? Yeah, um, exactly. You don't want to get into something, even if the product is great. That product is good. Even if the news is great. Yeah. Uh, that's really not what you should be looking at. That's mm -hmm. one thing I learned uh, again doing in, uh, doing startups is mm -hmm. really like optimize for learning, optimize for the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't optimize for the product. No. Yeah. And well, when it comes to Justin, he recently announced that he's building another startup yes. right now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Justin is the. Uh, he's a real ser serial entrepreneur. Yeah, that's the that's the, that's serial the real. Within a like, year, yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Uh -huh. So uh, so he has zero uh, zero Fox, which he. Uh, uh, announced and now he has Atrium, which is his new thing uh, that he's been working on. Mm -hmm. He's still uh, going to also work on Whale. Well, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's it it helps that we are at the house, right? Mm -hmm. He just comes downstairs and we're right For there, sure. and then we can chat, and he gives us feedback all the time. As a CEO, uh, uh, he's helped me a lot uh, because he's been through it before mm -hmm. and making the right uh, decisions, communicating mm -hmm. the right way. Um, scaling the sort of the team culture, uh, all of those things I've learned from him. Uh, so yeah, he's definitely a, a, still a huge part of the team. Uh, yeah. Yes, we we were talking about tech, about startups, Silicon Valley, and all that. But actually, uh, you're you are a musician. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you've had a big R&B career. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I imagine your life before while and, and possibly the drop uh, yeah. has been different. Very different. Very and different. So how 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 uh, do you like it right now? I love it. I still you know I still do my music. Uh, I think uh, everyone, as much as possible, should try to have a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, the startups have become my creative outlet um, because you know it's all about just like having ideas and being able to put it out in the world, right? Music is one form of doing that. But I found a new creative outlet in all the startup ideas. So I was, uh, you know, I was a pop artist in Sri Lanka. Uh, I had, four, I was signed to Sony. I've launched, uh, released, you know, four or five records there. I'm probably one of the top-selling artists, uh, like in, in the, Sri Lanka. Yeah, in the history of Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. uh, We're the first one actually being broadcasted on a global radio. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. So. Um, that was one of the key focuses for me. Uh, I wanted to make music. I wanted Sri Lankan people to believe that we could make music at the standard that, uh, the, mm -hmm. of the world. Because mm -hmm. before that, there wasn't anything like that. And people were just making music for the local community. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was very important that we, hey, look, guys, we, we can, you know, I'm an artist from here, but I can make music at the same level. Uh, There's a lot of also, you know, Sri Lankan music, a lot of it was like Indian influence. People were copying melodies and, mm. and like lyrics and rhythms from India mm -hmm. and sort of doing them over in the local language. Uh, I'm actually proud to say I'm the first artist that India copied. Uh, huh. And uh, the, my, my melodies and my music was copied by some Indian producers okay. and used in their movies. Uh, so I'm proud of that. I'm, you know, brought original Sri Lankan music to uh, to sort of the BBC mm -hmm. and like Zane Lowe, who runs Apple Music now. He played my music. 
Uh, I invented a genre of electronic music in 2013, mashing up uh, Baila, which is our local music, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, trap and dubstep called Bailatronic. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, music's really influenced how I think about um, culture mm -hmm. and startups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rani, so for everyone to find Whale, they could yeah. go to askwhale.com. Yeah, askwhale.com. Or on the App Store. Yeah, right. On the App Store. And then find your profile. Uh, yeah. As well as my profile. Yes. I'd be excited to answer any questions yeah. over Me there. Too. And yeah. we can easily browse through your questions. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I've answered a couple hundred questions, but if you guys have more. <laughs> All, you know, Just give it to me, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love answering questions. Ranidu, thank you so much for joining yeah, me today. Thanks for having me.